0: Accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm gonna say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners, because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babble.com slash realm.
1: Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat,
2: IGN's Nintendo Podcast. My name is Philip Muson, and today I'm joined by Per Schneider. What's up, Philip? Andrew Goldfarb. Hello. And Ryan McCaffrey. Walking the live tightrope right now. <laughs> I'm impressed with you guys. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back, everyone. We are live officially on IGN.com every Thursday from now on at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. So thank you very much, everyone in the chat, for joining us today. Whoo, we got an exciting episode today. We've got two, uh, new faces to NVC. Yes, we've got- The variety kit? (laughs) Yes, we have Labo. I know, I'm super excited. I wanted to, like, save it, let it build up a little bit, but I mean, it's right here. We have Labo, we've got the variety kits. And Ooh. the robot kit. Very, very excited to dive into this um, a little later myself. But I did want to share the unboxing moment with you guys. So that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to unbox the variety kit, possibly do a, like a little speed run. I want to set a world record speed run today live on It'll NBC be tomorrow <laughs> <Yeah>. and, see, <laughs> and see if we can actually build, uh, you know, the RC car as fast as we can. They say Ooh. it takes only 10 minutes. I think we can get it in under five
3: I'm I'm very excited for this. I want you to do it. This. I also want you to do it while well dressed as the robot. That would actually. Oh, you're going to be it. Full. Oh, oh no! Yeah, you <laughs> were doing it. Yeah, you were right. I. Yep.
2: Uh, it doesn't end well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've also got some Pokemon Go stuff to talk about, um, as well as Dark Souls Remastered is in the news again, which is usually a good thing, but this time not so much. Um, Nintendo has been hinting at new hardware and filing patents yet again, so we're going to definitely run over that stuff. And we've got Sega news to talk about as well that's also Switch-related. But before we get into all of that good stuff, we need to unbox this lab. I can't wait anymore. I need to get this variety kit open right away, so here we go. Okay, so... I'm gonna sing a little song while you do that. Can you please? <laughs> yes. You need me to play yeah, yeah. the why Jeopardy you move music.
4: Yeah. Take the, laptop. The, the grand unboxing song of iPhone and and this. All right. Where are we? Strategically. I
2: set this
3: one aside.
5: Yeah. You for, can put that one down.
2: Now. Yeah. I'm
3: move your switch so you don't knock it off somehow.
2: All right. So I did cheat a little bit. I peeked inside, but I left the majority of the unboxing uh, to happen live here. So I did cut the tape earlier, but here we go. Did so, you practice unboxing with a giant microphone? <laughs> no, I did not. This, this is, is how we do it at home, too. But before I open it up, I just want to say, this is so heavy. This is box is crazy. It's like, Whoa. right, and it's essentially just cardboard inside, you know, and the it, car- box itself. Is, is, is it fair cardboard. to say
5: this might be the the weightiest non-collector's edition release of a game since Rock Band?
2: Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah,
5: it's, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah,
2: exactly. I mean, this is, we've never seen anything like this before, so I'm. Also, the most <laughs> biodegradable ever. <Yes>. Yeah, <laughs> it's the yeah. greenest. All right, so here we go. In a thousand years,
4: it will not be there anymore. <laughs> Limited edition. There's,
2: there's a good look right here. As soon as you crack it open, we've got the game case sitting right here. Uh, by the way, I'm so happy there's an actual box in it. Yeah. I don't yeah.
4: know why, like, I just hate having just a tiny little. Just cartridge a cartridge. Fly yeah. Fly around. So, yeah. Yeah.
2: Exactly. There you go. I took the game out. What the? <laughs> I had to get it ready. <laughs> they gypped us. Um, but, yeah, so then you remove these two pieces right here, which just kind of has some fun designs uh, showing off the instructions of, you know, telling you to put the game cartridge in the Switch. And then once you get all that stuff out of the way... Ooh, go, this, is,
4: this is filler cardboard.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cut they, your own <laughs> extra pieces. They, they <laughs> did say that they included extra cardboard for uh, Toy-Con Garage experimentation. So maybe that that's happen. it. Yeah. Um, and then right here as well, we've got some stuff for the uh, fishing rod as well as the light strips that work with the Joy-Con IR sensors. So that should be cool once we get that set up. And then everything after that, all that's left in the box itself... Let me see if I can grab all of it at once because <laughs> there's so many sheets in here. Again, this is the variety Whoa, kit. That it's, is a lot. Yeah, it's all cardboard. Wow. Jeez. There you see, go.
4: See, that, that really... <laughs> they're really sh- like when you see something built you always you need think the of side one shot. sheet yeah. so- there yeah. you go that's there you go <laughs> it's like a giant's playing card deck
2: but <laughs> yeah exactly but um, as you alluded oh, to fish. like a couple episodes pair <laughs> each of the uh, cardboard uh, sheets have really cool designs on them that kind of go with what they are like this is the toy garage thing uh, this is the RC car right here and the fishing rod and they hide a little uh, like little shark in the corner and all that you know yeah, and the, the um, like the sticker marker stuff that's sold separately. That uh, uh, yeah. So there's like separate customization kits that you can get as well, or um, you just buy stickers. Yeah, yeah same, or my markers. Kid has yeah. markers and stuff <laughs> right? at home. So yeah. yeah, I mean, there's no real like. I, I don't think there's any like exclusive. Like customization kits yet with like Mario characters right. or Nintendo franchise characters on there, so you might as well just go to like Michael's just or your paint. own yeah. craft store and or just on Master Chief and yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. why, why not? <laughs> but um, actually, leave here, <laughs> let's leave. Uh, let's take out the RC car piece right here and get it ready for you guys. Just oh, no, are they guy. it? They without
4: a switch or do they have a switch? Oh no, we, we, we have a yeah. switch. Yeah. There separate there it is. the okay.
2: we got to separate the Joy-Con. Yeah, and I want to run you guys through and show you how the instructions work too. But, nice um, sturdy cardboard. Yeah, we'll close the box back up and put it off to the side for now. But before I do, actually, I just want to show you, like, the box is beautiful itself. Can you zoom into the back right here? It gives you some really good ideas of how you can actually customize Labo. Like, right here, you can see the motorcycle handlebars are, like, literally... Like, they got a fire design right here, which is really cool. They had a graphic
5: designer make that, like, spend hours making that. Hey,
2: there's a I, tennis racket mandolin right here as well.
4: I think we'll see cool stuff so on, like, cool. art. Sure. Like oh, I
3: can't yeah. wait. Do, do this. I'm yeah, so excited edit. for this to be in the hands of, like, the public because yeah. there will be so many cool things created.
2: Exactly.
5: So I mean, I'm here. that that box, you're talking about how impressive it is. Like, there are going to be so many happy kids on holiday mornings come the fall. Where they're just, where you get that nice, cause when you were a kid, the light, usually the lighter the box, the more disappointing, yeah. bigger the is more better. disappointed you are. Yeah. Like the bigger and heavier it was, the cooler it was. Yeah. So that's going to be great. Plus yeah. they're going
3: to, I mean, this is the beginning, right? It's like good. I really hope we see so many kits and like I, I do really hope they get some of that well, Nintendo stuff in, one, get like Samus's ship and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. The
5: one, um, when I showed the reveal video from, I guess, gosh, what is it, January now mm-hmm. to my daughter, I, I showed it to her just no context. Hey, take a look at this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She watched it and she was super excited about it. And I said, well, which ones do you want to build? So, the piano and the bird. So, is the, but the
2: bird, right. that's not out yet. So, in right? the reveal yeah. trailer, they showed off, I think it was eight, um, toy cons that just don't exist yet, essentially. Okay. Yeah. And there was a bird. There was also like, a, a some sort of a gun. Um, there was also a kick drum that looked like it belonged to a right. bigger set, like maybe yeah. some sort of musical set. So I think that those are, those are some Toy-Cons that we'll see maybe in Variety Kit 2. Uh, maybe we'll get an announcement at E3. You know, I'm expecting – like this is definitely the first wave of could, Labo
5: stuff. Yeah, I could definitely see that Kit 2, maybe with the bird and some of these other things, yeah. out in like the early fall as to help sort of give it an extra push for the holidays.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Exactly um hopefully but um before we jump into any more labo discussion i want to ask the chat real quick who here is excited about labo in fact let's get a poll started for that um if you can andres uh create a poll and let me know uh if you're interested in labo and if you are are you going to be picking up the variety kits or the robot kit
5: i think this is going to be a pretty one-sided vote right here
2: oh yeah you think all variety
1: yeah yeah yeah
5: just because you know
4: it's building one thing versus getting to build a bunch of
5: stuff.
1: Yeah.
4: Yeah. And the yes. robot kit, I, I mean, having played with all of these, um, and having seen my kids uh, engage with all of them, I feel like the robot kit definitely skews the youngest mm-hmm. because it's got that old kind of like, we get off, get off the couch and like, you know, move, move your body kind of approach to it. Like you, you have to crouch down in order for the robot to transform into a car and all that stuff. And so I don't know how many, uh, 20, 30 or 40 year olds will do that. <laughs> yeah.
3: Goldfarb
5: will. Yeah,
4: yeah. I, I, number
3: one. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) I probably will. Number two, I I think I agree about Variety Kit being the way I would lean, though, only because it feels like you get more bang for your buck. Like, it really does feel like there's so much more to it.
4: But... Mm. The, the robot backpack has just amazing stuff in it. It's it just does, like the, yeah. the way everything works is so cool to see. Whereas the, the variety kit, you know, the piano may be the most interesting one kind of structurally or the fishing rod, mm-hmm. like yeah. the way it works, but the robot kit just has like crazy strings and things. And
2: there's yeah. a lot of small pieces to the robot kit. It seems like, especially with, it's very like light strip heavy. So you're, um, you know, you're going to be working on that one the longest, I'd say. Uh, I think they say it takes about six hours in total. Together, yeah. wow. So I've got a very long weekend ahead of me. <laughs> I'm I'm actually doing the labo review. Yeah, so it should be very. Very interesting doing that because it's pretty much unlike anything we've ever uh, dealt with before, right? because much, you know. There's still that yep. debate of like, is this a game? Is this an edutainment toy? Something that I've noticed too. I check Nintendo's website like very often, obviously, like every day. Um, and under their coming soon uh, games list, Labo is suspiciously missing. Yep. So I'm wondering, like, does Nintendo even consider this a game or something sort of that lives in between hardware I, I and video a game? game? Yeah, I don't like, think it's, it's almost more like a platform. It,
5: it's honestly. a toy. I yeah. think it's absolutely just a, it's a, it's a toy, mm-hmm. uh, and that's there's nothing wrong with that. Nintendo's a toy company. I yeah. feel like
3: you could easily build this around whatever the successor to Switch is too. Like there's no reason why Labo can't continue or even couldn't have begun in the Wii U era necessarily. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I think it's like the software is a really cool integration idea, but like yeah, that physical idea of number one, I love the idea of like that family activity of spending several hours building this thing and then playing with it. Like that reminds me of building like Lego sets with my dad when I was a kid. Absolutely.
4: The, yeah. the stuff I'm excited about, you, you mentioned that Nintendo is a toy maker, right? They go back to the early days of making playing cards and all of that. I'm, I'd be so excited if they went back to like the love tester or their little grabby hand and, like, made those out of cardboard with kind of, like, with little history lessons
2: around the company would be really cool. That'd be awesome. Yeah. See I mean... I mean, like, even like I was saying before, the back of the box just gives you great ideas for how you can create your own toy cons. Like, they have examples with, like, how to make fun uh, domino sets that trigger, like, a reward screen on the screen once all the dominoes are complete. So there's a lot of games that kids could really create for themselves within in this and i think it has a lot of potential to grow um but before we move forward let's get started on that speed run what do you guys say huh i'm ready i'm, so, I'm absolutely not ready but let's do it where are the
5: instructions
2: <laughs> all right so the instructions are in the switch it doesn't oh, come with any the yeah, yeah there there's no paper instructions which i don't know yet how i feel about that yeah
3: I that's kinda... like how lego dimensions did it like you had to do you had to follow along like by playing the game basically
5: i wonder right. if that's just so that they could make revisions but yeah. Well, actually, no, you got, I think you got to lock the
4: software before.
5: So <laughs> try it.
4: Try it out because the
1: instructions yeah. you can yeah. Yeah, w- you can there. rotate
2: the constructions, which is really cool.
5: When are we starting the clock? Like as soon as I start punching things out, or
2: um, we'll start it as soon as the yeah, as soon as you start punching out. Okay, we'll start the clock. Oh so, wow! Did you go to the right one? I might have gone the piano, the piano. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you can go back yeah. right away. And maybe kill the volume too, because I'm sure. it's yep. yeah, very. Have you used, I'm sure yeah. our, our entire
4: production staff loves that.
2: Have you used the <laughs> switch before? Andrew? Yeah. geez, what is happening? To you me? heard of this thing? <laughs>
3: yes. Why?
4: Because everybody. So best? everybody here owns a switch too at home. You can right? use the touch screen. Yeah.
3: There, yeah right, there, there you there, go. There, there, there. It, it like does it's doing this weird shuffling thing. I don't know what's happening. All, All right. You can't edit your out. You're incompetent. I know. Liar. I know. Here, let me let me let me get you started. <laughs> Dad, help. <laughs> All right.
2: Let's see here. All right. So just so you guys can see what I'm what I'm doing here on the Switch's screen. It is doing something a little...
3: Yeah, it's doing, like, this weird shuffle thing.
2: Here, let me get out of the... Uh... Is there a there stuck we
3: button or something, or...?
2: No, I think it was just stuck in this, like, tutorial mode. Here we go. Oh, uh, gotcha, gotcha. All right, so this is the RC a car. mode. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, so as soon as you guys start punching, we'll go ahead and start the clock. So let me know when you're ready. Oh, my God. Well, we should
5: look at the instructions just... first. Yeah.
2: So, uh... We go forward first? Yeah. And you can use the touchscreen, too, for... Uh... For going, forward going stuff. Too fast. It's going he way too fast. It yeah, does th- the fast forward. Don't press so. the buttons. Use the use the touch screen. Oh, okay. Okay. And in case you're wondering, it does work when it's docked as well. So you can, you know, dock your switch and use your oh, controllers I mean, to navigate. Yeah, exactly. So I see you hold it down when it says back and forth. And you can actually like okay. You can drag
1: pull. It. Yeah. You drag can pull them. on it.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm, cool. yeah, yeah. There okay, cool. you go. All right. So Right, First step is going to be this. So out. if you, if you haven't noticed, both of, both Andrew and Ryan have never done this before. Yeah, I haven't done this at all. Yeah. yeah they're a complete, a complete newbies. Later. And, uh, as a reminder, it says that the RC car takes 10 minutes to put together. I think that they can do it under five. Two.
4: It's, it's not looking good. I was so far. just going to say, based on my
2: competence so far now, that's probably <laughs> Andrew,
4: do this. Like when you hold that little button, drag mm. it to the right.
2: Yeah, and we'll. You see that? It stretches? Oh, yeah. Cool. It's got
4: a really cool interface. Sorry we don't have a feed, uh, feed off that All right. for Bunch you. It
5: out, fold fold it, the tabs. Do the folding.
4: Doesn't seem that bad. So if it, you guys want to officially it's start, I suggest one person starts popping the pieces out. Uh,
3: and, uh, oh yeah, I can pop out it? pieces. I, I'm just going to be honest. I, I have a lot less faith in myself than I do in you. So <laughs> let me do the grunt work while you're oh, building. Oh, okay. i the brain <laughs> for
1: the operation. Yeah, exactly. Oh, All right.
2: Great. Are you guys ready with the clock in the back? All right, we're going to get the clock going now. It's a five-minute clock. All right. What are we going to talk
4: about while they do that?
2: So yes, uh, there are some questions or some comments coming up in the chat. I saw one really good one here from Anish Bushka. Anish says, I'm a high school teacher and I plan to keep my Labo in in my classroom. Then I can store it away for, uh, from home and have another way to shoehorn video games into lessons. Now this, I think, is a perfect example of how Labo can be used um, to, as an edutainment toy. I, I totally think it belongs in schools. A
4: lot of schools, and, and my my, my my local high school as well are adding um, programming to the curriculum. Oh, wow. And uh, some even have done game design. The my, this, the school up in Marin where my kids go, uh, 2K Games actually organized a, uh, a game programming session. Like they really? have this, this course program, like a one-time thing. Uh, before they add something like that to the curriculum, and I, I think these types of kits will be really, um, really interesting, just for the the kind of the simple scratch-like interface that you have once you customize stuff in the ToyCon ToyCon Garage. So, right. Yeah. Like, obviously, for younger kids, building stuff is really cool. But then I think older uh, older kids will will really dig the programming options with it.
2: Yeah, I think it's awesome.
4: be yeah. be great to see more teachers actually use that.
2: Yeah, I think it's a great way, um, to get kids just involved in coding in general. Um, if you've, if you're like aware of things like Khan Academy, they have a great coding program too, that's free, um, as well as Code Academy, just in general, uh, it's very similar like that's what toycon garage kind sort of reminds me of but it gives you the tools to really uh work hands-on and and see your codes uh have some sort of an impact in the virtual world right away which yeah. is really cool
4: the only barrier to entry for schools is that you do need the switch right so that's the thing but uh, there are
2: a lot of schools out there who aren't afraid to supply every student with an ipad or ask parents for money that's true yes <laughs> of course so i mean i, I definitely wouldn't su- be surprised if we saw this um, being picked up within schools in the next year or so um, especially the toy con garage aspect of it
1: Oh, uh, I, at least I hope
2: it does
4: the leftover skeleton
2: oh man you guys oh you guys are doing both rc cars Great huh it.
4: i guess okay yeah there are two <laughs> rc
2: cars in there but uh yeah feel free to go wild uh go only build one cards? yeah because it is going to eat into your uh, time i We've haven't g- gotten to that piece they're yet, two never. minutes in uh there's three minutes left on the clock so let's see you guys is it gonna make are you gonna we make have it? like a burp burp no? time be- ready yeah Oh no, we don't. I wish we did. Yeah, there we oh, go. There Perfect. Is. There's our chime. Yeah. Um. Just be. Just feel lucky that I'm not asking you to decorate it and add pizzazz and glitter yeah. <laughs> at the end of it. So the, yeah. the two. The two sets are slightly different, right? One actually has
4: kind of colored print on it, and the right. other one is like just completely barren. Yeah. So. Uh, on purpose, so okay. that is the one. I appreciate that's you saying written. that because that helps me separate them. Yeah. That, right. So cereal. people will be able to customize those. The, the one set much more than the other one. Yeah. I think that's really thoughtful.
2: Yeah, like, I don't think it's a cost-cutting measure that okay. they didn't print on one so of the sets. I think they deliberately be... did that. And that is the only Toy-Con that, um, the does coffee. come with two, uh, or two. The, it toy says cons. the
5: RC car is done. Yeah. Is it done? Now, oh, let's move on to the antenna. Okay. Yeah, yeah okay. So, okay. Antenna. so you guys gotta you go
2: build the antenna. That's oh, right. Almost... Without the antenna, it will not work. Oh, that's it. You're almost done. You just gotta put it on the switch. Slide the controllers off
1: yep. of the, of that's the switch. That's
5: it. The antenna is done. <laughs> yep. Okay. And
1: slide it on there Attaching and you should be good to go.
5: All right, so put it on, uh, or is it that that goes on the screen? Come on, a little more urgency. Where's the world, oh, world you mean tracker. the screen Right, the old screen more. I'm literally <laughs> yeah. staring
3: at? So I have to pop the Joy-Cons <laughs> off?
2: I mean, they've, they've yes. almost got it. them
3: as motors. Mm.
2: If you guys yes. can do it in the next 20 seconds. not going to happen. Quickly. So do you see the that little ears on
4: the, on oh, the you RC the, car? Oh, I see, I see. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the Joy-Con go on the side of the little thing. Do you see it has the little slide-on thingies? There, there you go. Okay, these are on.
2: Very Nice. You
4: got to put the right one on the right side so it can actually see. I
5: think yeah, I've got it yeah. correct here.
4: Oh, you did it. Come on. Is it done? I yeah, think it
5: counts as done. It's the sort of I don't know if that's quite right. It's like
2: we'll It feels th- loose, right? We'll You'll fix it loose. For you. Yeah, it's okay. You might need some minor adjustments, but I I will take that. I will take that's that. Beautiful. That's time at one fifteen. So turn it
5: on. Let's uh
2: so 3 minutes and 45 seconds. I I mean that's got to be a world record at least for today, right? It's a world
4: record for a device that has not been released. Yes, so yeah.
2: the unreleased
4: device. Right. Folks watching, time yourself next time when when you get to the Enough. Time that, yourself.
3: The sad thing is that was with two people. I'm sure we're going to get decimated by like a, a single burst like one I think you can, can build
1: it in under a minute. Yeah.
3: If you don't... If I generally... Just it's one. so funny. I did not expect it to be touch controls. Like, I'm yeah. so used to the tactile, like, using the Joy-Cons. It didn't even occur to me it would be a touch-based thing.
2: Yeah. I like how they made it fun, too. Like, you can pull on the instructions. Yeah, it's fast cool. forward and stuff. Yeah. It's
4: a... It's not a janky system. I mean, everything mm-hmm. is rendered in 3D. Right. And then you talked about there being two kits on this one. Um, some of the other sets have spare parts. Mm-hmm. So like the fishing rod, there's a little clicky mechanism inside when you turn the spool. Oh, and so they oh. have a, a spare clicky me- mechanism in case it wears out. If you're going fishing crazy, <laughs> you know, like the su- f- super user, like. I mean, that's are. such a Nintendo thing to do, right? Because yep. you think about like
2: on, on. Any system when like, it starts to wear down, like you're just probably out of luck. Like it's very hard to buy replacement parts. Pear, could you do me a favor? Um, Sam, uh, from IGN here, uh, he's our managing editor. He would like to know how does it taste? So Pear, do you want to go ahead and give the cardboard a lick just to see if it's got any sort of child repellent on it and, or does it taste like cardboard?
4: No, no, no flavor. Normal. Sorry. Okay, yeah, there you I, go. I gave it the
2: Jessica Chobot <laughs> test, and nothing happened. Yes, it looks like it is safe. So, yeah, I mean, you st- definitely still don't want to eat cardboard. Look at it go!
4: I know it's crazy. <laughs> can you see the uh, on the display? It can see right. It goes uh, very yeah, fast. Yeah,
5: there's like a. Uh, it's just not going to pick up on the camera, I don't think. But there's this little. So
4: tap on that screen, and it'll switch to predator vision. So now you Whoa. have like, what looks like heat vision. So oh, if you do, you it, see the hand on it? Yeah, there's his hand. That is so weird. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> So, what it you know that 's the whole secret be, secret behind Labo is uh the little reflective strips that are in the packaging, so it 'll see those like those reflective strips stand apart from everything right that 's how the piano works that 's how the robot kit works that's really cool, so yeah, so who knew uh yeah you guys didn't didn 't attach those right um who knew they would use the i r sensor like for it to literally see right and, and that 's
3: what I love like it feels like they they thought this through even at like a product level from the beginning. <laughs>
4: So there's um there's uh um modes that you can play with as well. They're like little uh, challenges and yeah. things that they build into this one. But this one is
2: definitely, wouldn't you say this is the simplest and the yeah,
4: the jankiest of all of them?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Right? I mean this one is very easy to put together. And don't don't be deceived by how easy this one is to put together because the others get far more complicated. I mean, even when you just go to <laughs> something like the uh like the fishing rod. Uh, it's got a lot more smaller parts and mechanisms. There's rubber bands involved. Um, but the RC car, it, it's definitely the entry point into Labo and it gives you a really good idea of how it works. Um, and it's cool too because like, yes, this is the stock RC Labo car. But you can add your own attachments to it. I mean, you, they've shown off in the Labo trailers, like, two RC cars battling it out. One of them with, like, uh, you know, beetle horns on there or something like that. The other one with, like, a construction scooper. So, like, you can make your own little attachments. When this flap sticks
4: up, that says it's not right. <laughs>
2: We were on the clock.
4: <laughs> That's why it's all bendy and weird. You guys didn't put the flap in. Yeah. Right. Also, I haven't had a, heard a word
5: anyone said for like the last three minutes. Well, i just been buzzing this <laughs> thing funny. around the table. So the,
4: the buzzing thing, I mean, obviously you can hear the Joy-Con rumble on this. Yeah. And it uses the two rumbles for directions. Uh, the piano uses the rumbling to make music. It's so cool. So the speed of the rumble determines the pitch. Or, you know, obviously music comes out of the speakers as well. It really is fun watching it in person,
3: finally, having watched all the videos from those New York and San Francisco events. Like... Man, I think this thing is so cool, and I really can't wait to see what they do with it. (laughs) It'll
2: be sentient, and it'll kill us all. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably true. Uh, I do have results for the poll, uh, if you you guys are wondering. Uh, So the Variety Kits got 49% of the vote, meaning 49% of our audience is interested in picking up the Variety Kits. And then I think... Uh second place went to the Robot Kit, and third place went to I'm Not Getting Labo. So it seems like there is quite a bit of interest uh in people wanting to get Labo or at least see what it's all about. So uh, you think the initial reaction where people said, like,
4: nice job charging 70 bucks for cardboard, do you think that has died down, or do you think there's just kind of like the people who feel that way have moved on?
2: I think the people who feel that way have probably moved on. Yeah. There seems to be like a lot of uh now hesitation to talk crap about Labo. Um Like on despite how it initially the initial reaction was a lot of people made jokes but now that they're actually seeing the truth behind what it is and how it actually works um, it seems to have died down and I think people are starting to re- sort of respect the idea and Nintendo's approach as to how yeah. we can think differently about video games you have days. to hate fun so much know, it to make fun me of something of that, like this. that meme to like just like shh
5: let people enjoy things exactly like it's just like
3: I don't know like it, it's especially it's so funny watching this like juxtaposed with God of War which is like the most violent crazy thing this weekend like right. as opposed to just pure childlike wonder in something like this. Like I don't know. Watching even just watching like that IR camera picking up what's around it, I think is really, really cool. And I think Hopefully when people see that in motion and see children playing with it, they can at least understand a little bit more of the the base level of this. But for me what's impressive about it is the potential because yeah. I do think that down the road they can leverage this tech into something really, really cool and maybe start doing maybe it is for older kids or even for adults after a certain point and they can be much more sophisticated. Yeah. Uh but even even just this, even watching this crawl along the table, that's just so smart. It's so Nintendo. Yeah. So really
5: on is. the on the menu here there's mm-hmm. uh there's a series, there's sort of an order to the uh projects rc car fishing uh aquarium house circuit is that sort of the order in which like the complexity i think so piano and uh, piano sorry, is piano the most and, complex yeah. and, and then studio which looks like oh the, it's the piano with the 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 switch screen mounted on it is at the end so yeah, yeah. i think that so one right
2: here yeah it's, that one is definitely the most complex one. Um, it, I, I believe it does go in order, which makes a lot of sense, and it also tells you how long each one should take, uh, right there in minutes, and the, they vary. The so.
4: fishing rod's really smart in that it's broken in, into components. They call them like baby bear, mama bear, papa bear, whatever, and like they're <laughs> <Yeah>. the, they're <laughs> the parts of the fishing rod, and so they can be built separately, and then they all connect, and it becomes this telescoping rod. Yeah. So like, I I think the the complete thing is pretty complex because it also has the ocean and like the string and everything. But I think they moved that one earlier just to give you kind of like move something that is more functional earlier because this this is still very simple compared to the fishing rod. Yeah. The fishing rod has tension. Like yeah. when you're fishing, it's like it's Is is, it's the, got line is the fishing software,
2: the fishing game, any fun? uh it's very simple it's yeah. very simple yeah. i had i had a good time while i was playing with it at the event i haven't obviously had a chance to put it together and play with it here um but i do know that it's limited to only 10 fish that you can catch 10 yeah. different variants okay. but you can also create your own custom fish oh.
4: but, but so it has that it has that appeal of like that tactile feedback the way it feels like right. kind of warrior yeah uh, twisted and mm-hmm. some of those games yeah so it has that factor Whereas the, um, the motorbike, definitely the game is more involved. It has like more, like it has like two different modes and yeah. you can play it a little bit more. I'm and excited.
3: Like having watched footage of those games, it's so different getting the tactile feeling of, of playing with them. I'm so excited to see what the the fishing rod feels like and even winding it and hitting the piano keys and things like that. Just like getting that sort of sensation of like hitting a Feeling something and hearing the noise it makes or or Mm -hmm. watching something happen, I think will be really fun and exciting.
2: Yeah, exactly. I can't wait. Uh, Mr. Anonymous in the chat says, I thought Labo was going to be stupid, but this is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And then Tina, uh, our editorial games lead, uh, says, how does it compare to the robots that can build IKEA furniture, though? That's what she wants to know. Uh She just moved here to San Francisco, so she's been dealing with a lot of Ikea furniture that's, building. That's the
5: next <laughs> release of Labo. It's yeah. actually
2: Ikea furniture that, that uh, you put the switch into and it that
5: shuffles the chair around your house. Exactly. That's yeah.
4: why I really appreciate the 3D instructions and that you can rotate the stuff because anybody who's okay. built an Ikea closet knows that sometimes <laughs> you just want to know where the hell you are and what the backside looks
2: like. Yep, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited to just delve even deeper into Labo, check out more of the toy cons and really get my hands on the robot kit. Like that is the big curiosity for me is like, how long is that really going to take to put together? How, um, how stable is it? Like after I'm, you know, wailing my arms around and feet around and stuff like that and how much content is within each game? Like those are my big questions that I still need to figure out. So so.
5: safe to say the review will, your review will hit IGN maybe early next week.
2: Yeah. Uh, early next week. Don't want to uh put any promises out there right now but keep an eye out for there for it cuz it's going to be very big and it's going to be uh different than anything we've ever done before so uh yeah look forward to that but we could talk about labo i think this entire episode unfortunately we can't cuz there's still a lot to talk about um one of the main reasons i asked andrew to come on the show is to shed some more lights <sighs> On Pokemon Go. Oh I mean, you, you're a don't
3: fan. Don't enable him. I can't believe I finally get to talk about
2: it. <laughs> yeah. And that's all the buster. time we yeah. have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, so uh, obviously Pokemon Go took the world by storm when it initially mm-hmm. released. I mean, it was the biggest game, uh, in the world. And it, I mean, it had my mom playing, my dad playing, and that's like unheard of. They don't play video games. Um, so. It's died down a little bit, the excitement. I know that there are still a lot of people who do play Pokemon Go. And I'm wondering, by the way, uh, who in the chat, uh, is playing Pokemon Go? Like, who's, who's an avid Pokemon Go player? Let's get a poll created for that as well, if we can. Um, but I, I, want- I feel like even when we, we have to always caveat that when we say
4: it's dropped off, it still makes like half a billion dollars yeah. a year. It does. Just yeah. from microtransactions. It makes a
3: million dollars a day still.
4: That is
2: insane. <laughs> All right. Well, tell us, what's, what's your take on the current state of the game, Andrew? I think, uh, so, yeah, it's it it is not what it was,
3: right? And I don't think it ever can be. Mm-hmm. Um but it is still really active and they finally it's funny because now it does feel more like a game. I think when it came out, it felt like we were all just beta testers a little bit. Um mm-hmm. I do think that almost two years in, they just added uh quests which are essentially like a story mode and and that's how you get Mew. This is actually my footage of catching Mew, uh that you're seeing on screen. Aww. And it's it, it really it changes the way you play. <laughs> it's really cool having like um You know, certain tasks. uh, uh, So there are main quests, which are how you get Mew. And then there are these uh, side quests, basically, called field research that just give you little arbitrary things to go do um one of them i got this week was just uh spin three pokestops you've never spun before Mm -hmm. which is a really simple thing it had a simple reward but that meant i had to leave my neighborhood it meant i had to go explore which is sort of the
2: point of the game so what what would a player who lives in a rural area like do with something like that would they have trouble getting past that quest
3: i think they would but i do think that this is meant for rural players a little bit because you can trash any quest you get if it's something you can't complete you can grab another one um that's maybe simpler like catch 10 pokemon or whatever it is nice and for every seven days that you do that, you get a research breakthrough, which means a legendary Pokemon. Cool. And so basically this means rural players can finally get legendaries, which previously you needed a raid of 20 people, which doesn't really happen outside of
2: the city. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's really cool. Um, so what do you think, like I know I said earlier and everyone knows Pokemon Go, like has, was a, such a massive game at launch. What do you think it would take to make, like to bring back some of that audience or like, is it even possible for it to get, um, as big as it was when it initially launched? Could it get back to that size?
3: I don't think it can ever get that big. uh really, anything? Yeah, exactly. It was like,
2: humongous. I
3: think maybe when their Harry Potter game comes out, it'll be a blip, but it, it, it can never be as big as it was. I, I think for Pokemon specifically, the one thing they could do... In the original trailer for this game, before it was even out, they showed PvP and they showed trading. Those are still not in the game. Yeah. I think trading will be big for current players, but it's not going to bring anyone back. Yeah. But I think PvP could. I think yeah. uh, PvP and putting it in the competitive circuit and putting it at Pokemon World Championships is probably the biggest hope it has of like getting a lot of attention again. I, I know how it
5: can get as big how? as it was. I'm actually being serious. Like when when In five years, when we get to the point where... Our phones can actually project, like, holographic AR kind of things, and they make the the actual AR version of this, where it's like, Pikachu, you gotta go catch him in, like, in the real world. Yeah. That... I could totally see a Pokemon Go 2 or 3 whatever well, it is run
2: objector feature. Have you seen like a uh, HoloLens like Microsoft yes. sort of example or you yes. know the examples of Pokemon Go running in AR through something like HoloLens. Like that would be incredible. Obviously yeah. we're a little ways away from something like that actually hitting the market. But that would that would be incredible.
3: Yeah, and that's that feels like the next logical step, right? Because mm-hmm. right now you you see a Pokemon in the wild, you click on it, and then you can begin an AR thing. But when you're walking around the world, they aren't just there, you know. And I feel yeah. like Hololens actually probably is the closest thing I've ever done to like you really do have that incredible feeling of like something that's stationary and exists in the world around you, and that would be so cool to see
2: with Pokemon. I think. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, like a lot of a lot of this Pokemon Go talk kind of has me wondering. What do you think Pokemon Switch could take away from Pokemon Go, if anything? Do you think there are any sort of similarities or any sort of, um, I don't know, mechanics that Pokemon Go brought into the Pokemon gaming universe that we could bring over to Pokemon Switch that could maybe benefit from that? um I think
3: that feeling of the community that this game has fostered, mm-hmm. uh, that idea of it, that, that online component, if they were to make it, not necessarily even MMO, but just being able to play with people, mm-hmm. because Pokemon, as much as I love it, and as much as meeting people and battling in real life has always been like an important part of that game for me, the actual game experience itself has always been a, a, a solitary thing, you yeah. know, and I, I do think that like, if they did almost like that shared world or persistent idea that, that you're seeing more and more in games, like, that would be pretty radical for that, for franchise, I think. And I I do think it would allow you to to kind of experience that world in in a very different way.
4: Yeah. Well, the Switch doesn't have GPS or forward-facing camera or anything like that. So you know, like, Pokemon Go definitely is going to remain this kind of mobile only experience, right? We're not going to see that move across. Yeah. Um,
3: Although you had one good idea for, we were just talking about this earlier, about a really cool mechanic from the game that I think could work.
2: Yeah, yeah. So before the show started recording, um, I was talking with Andrew a little bit about some possible ideas that, you know, the Pokémon Switch could learn from Pokémon Go, and I thought it might be interesting. I really like how Pokémon Go lets you catch Pokémon with the touchscreen. You know, you're spinning the ball, and then you flick it up to throw it, and hopefully you do catch the Pokémon. Uh, what if Pokémon Switch adopted that same mechanic where uh, you're, you're fighting a Pokémon, you choose to you know, try and catch it. And then you see the Pokeball pop up and then you can, you know, slide to throw it. And it, you don't have to do it that way. Um, but if you do do it that way, maybe you're incentivized with additional candies or whatever rewards you might get an item drop. Um, and that's if you're playing in handheld mode. But if you're playing in TV mode, you could use the same, it could be the same concept, but with motion controls with Joycons. So like instead of using your finger on the touch screen, you're like sort of winding your Joycons around and then literally throwing it like it's a Pokeball. I think that would be a fun. Yeah well you're not throwing the Joy-Con. <laughs> yeah just throw obviously it break your uh, break your tv
5: <laughs> or if you're me the pro controller because i love that controller and i was doing all the the, the twirls in in odyssey with oh, it
3: getting yes. yeah getting the last few in odyssey made me feel insane like because i yeah. played the whole game in handheld mode but i would be like rotating the
4: entire <laughs> thing it. as long as they don't do dousing with the ir sensor where you're walking around your house going like
1: where are you be good
2: <laughs> i'm good yeah <laughs> Um but yeah that's great. Uh <laughs> let's see. The results are in for the Pokemon Go poll and Andreas just told me, uh, 83% of our audience is not playing Pokemon Go. <laughs> <laughs> that's 83%. That's a pretty big number. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's what
3: it is, right? I think the Pokemon main series fans that got into that game early on have, have basically been it. Like, I, I think it's much more into that, like, mobile crowd and the people who play it as, as more of like a an exercise app or who have a bunch of real world friends who play mm-hmm. it and and kids and things like that.
1: Yeah. yeah. And when, me.
5: When, when I'm, uh, when I do see, if I'm like, riding Bart, the subway or whatever there's there's sort of like a look and a i can tell when someone's <laughs> mm-hmm. playing the game like if they're doing this or it's like, it's like oh you're playing pokemon go yeah. it's,
3: especially for raids now it's really funny too because you have to like meet at a starbucks and like everyone just tapping their phone through. yeah you
4: get their name and number for andrew yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. I,
3: I uh the, the very very last thing i'll say about it is just pokemon go community day is this thing they started doing which is a it's a three-hour event once a month but uh they add a new Pokemon that's shiny, and it makes something rare to spawn everywhere. Mm. And at least in San Francisco, it has been unbelievable. Like, it does feel like launch week. It's, like, literally thousands of people are out playing. And it's only a three-hour event, so it like, dies down pretty quick and goes back to normal. But, like, I feel like that must be fueling, like... 80% of the money Niantic is making from this right now because Probably, yeah. it is crazy how many people come out during that.
2: Yeah, definitely. And every single time there's a significant update, I've noticed a lot of people pick it back up, if not just yeah. for a couple weeks to check out the update. I remember when they did release the quest system, I actually went uh to Arizona to visit my family. And I, I went for a walk around like our community lake over there and everybody who was on that walk was playing Pokemon Go. It didn't matter how old they were. Um, if they were, you know, men or women, they were just playing Pokemon Go. Like, so like th- that game is contagious. There's obviously a bug there. And, um, I hope that they do implement like a battle system. That would be really great trades just to keep that game going. It's fun. Yeah. Next, yeah, the sure.
5: next, the next big feature is, is a uh, Pokemon. Lur or it's a it's a, it's an in it's an in app dating service for yeah. for Pokemon Aww. Go. Friends. Who knows? Could happen. You could meet the <laughs> you could meet the one of your dreams
2: through Pokemon Go. It could oh. happen. Could be. It's a Pokemon dating game. Yeah, <laughs> it could work. Um, but, all right, so moving forward from there, like I said earlier, Dark Souls is again in the news. And if you haven't heard already, um, I'm here to remind you that Dark Souls Remastered has been delayed for Switch. Uh, it's still coming out on, I believe it's May 24th or 25th? Uh, 25th, I 25th, think, 25th, that's yeah. right, on uh, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, but the Switch version... Has officially been pushed back to summer 2018, and this Ooh. was announced uh, during Bandai or through Bandai Namco's official Twitter account. I'm sorry, it was the Dark Souls official Twitter account. Uh, they said, due to the nature of causality, we must announce that the Nintendo Switch version of Dark Souls Remastered will be pushed back to summer of 2018, and with it, the release of the Soul Air of of Astora Amiibo. Um. So yeah, obviously. yeah. The causality be, made it happen. Yeah, I, it, it just. <laughs> I, I do like. I obviously and you Neil to Tyson for that
5: <laughs> delay <laughs>
1: announcement. It's,
3: right? it's so weird, right? Like I like. We have done this a very long time. We see these delay announcements all the time. This is one of the weirdest I can ever remember. We're Japanese. Yeah. It's so vague and odd. And I, I love that they include the amiibo as part of it in all the in the press release on every different Twitter account. They always make sure to mention the amiibo too. Which I stop thought, asking was really us funny. about it. See, that's all, all I, I care do. about.
4: I'm. Just, I I'm a mean, sad now.
3: maybe there's just something on Switch specifically because we played this at PAX like two weeks ago. And yeah. It seemed fine. It seemed completely fine. I, I didn't notice any major frame rate hiccups or anything like it. It totally felt like Dark Souls in the go. Uh, I do wonder if maybe late game there was something that they had to address and, and maybe it caused them to kick it down the road a few weeks. But like this game obviously was going into cert. You know, it's, it's I mean, still coming out in other I'll, platforms.
5: I'll, I'll give a possible devil's advocate argument. They may, you know, the summer is always pretty barren on all platforms mm-hmm. maybe they decided hey the switch crowd is very different from the PS4 Xbox one crowd let's get our uh, our publicity beat out of out of the PS4 and Xbox one releases and then let's just double dip and get another wave of publicity. And, and just, maybe they're sitting on it for, till, on purpose, till later in the summer. It's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, yeah I mean, true. I agree yeah. with that.
3: It, it's, I think it's possible. I think it would be weird to not put a date on it. I also think it's weird what it did to switches May, because it made May pretty not barren i mean there's still stuff coming there's still donkey kong and and uh hyrule warriors you love that game so much don't you i love hyrule Warriors. (laughs) but no it's like it just felt like it was that was the marquee title for may and nintendo's had such a good cadence and and maybe right right maybe nintendo put pressure on ben and amco to let donkey kong shine a little bit and and let hyrule shine a little bit but it gets them so much more competitive the further they go towards fall that i just wonder if this comes out in july how it'll
2: do i don't know i I think it's pretty clear what caused this delay it's uh, causality Oh, yeah. yeah. Clearly. Fair point. <laughs> yes, yeah. of course. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's especially weird because they initially announced Dark Souls Remastered during Nintendo's January Direct, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like the game was showing off as, like, a Nintendo platform or, or as, like, a Nintendo game, um, but then it's just just the switch version gets the delay you know which sucks but yeah. obviously like you know i'd rather have a delayed game that comes out you know looking great instead of like something that's coming out on the 25th and it's not it's full of and, bugs and you know frame stutters so yeah and given that it's a re-release of uh, of an existing game it's not like the you know
4: people who own both platforms like a ps4 and an xbox and a switch are sitting there saying, "I can't wait." Like I think, you know, the extra two months are not going to be too bad. Hopefully, it doesn't slip farther into into fall. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's what I
3: worry about. I worry if there is something wrong because I do think that's a plausible theory. But if it is that there's something wrong, it would be a shame if it slipped any further yeah. in the summer. Yeah.
2: yeah, in summer for our Australian viewers is of course the opposite. <laughs> Winter, sorry. Uh, well, in some more exciting news, actually, much more exciting than a delay, um, Nintendo uh, is back in the news with some potential new hardware rumors, or at least that's what we heard from uh, Nintendo executive Takahashi um, at the BAFTA Awards earlier this week. So uh, Nintendo took home three different awards from the BAFTA Awards, which is great. And uh, they uh, I forgot what publication it was that stopped Takahashi to ask him a question. I think it might have been Forbes, um, but they and they him and they asked him, like, oh, how does it feel to win, like, you know, three awards for, you know, having such amazing games come out? And he just alluded to, oh, yeah, well, we're actually working on new hardware. And uh, it's uh, really <laughs> exciting and we hope that you guys get to play it soon. So it just randomly, like, <laughs> fell out of his mouth. Um, and he also, like, hinted at potentially working on a new ra- Wave Race game and just a bunch of weird stuff. Yeah. Which you know, maybe, he, uh, about that. Think,
5: uh, maybe a few drinks going on yeah. before this. Uh... It sounds like it, yeah.
4: It's, it's, it's tough sometimes with these developer interviews to discern the, hey, it's actually a thing from, oh yeah, we'd love to do that. Right. You know, kind of like the not wanting to let a fan down either. Like, yeah. I, I love the Wave Race series. 64, one of my favorite games of all time. And I love Blue Storm as well on the GameCube and I want to see it return. And so if I looked at him with puppy dog eyes, I'm sure you'd say, don't worry. <laughs> and 50 years later, I'll get Blue, I'll get Wave
2: Race 4. Cause yeah. I remember there was the one with the, with the boats. Well, the ironic thing and the reason I bring this to your attention is because in this very same week, uh, Nintendo filed a brand new patent that looks rather interesting. Now, I'm not saying that these are definitely related, but they could be, and I think it's definitely worth looking at right now. Uh, so this is these are actual images from the patent, um, and the way it works is it's essentially t- uh, wireless screens that seem like they're smaller than a Switch screen itself, and they can communicate within each other wirelessly. Um so you can see there's some different examples right here. They're showing off how you can essentially play a bowling game uh <laughs> off of, you know, two of these screens that are not connected. They're it's not like a DS where it's a clamshell thing. They separately move uh, you know, within each other and you can use up to I think I uh, there's an image with like 6 or 7 of them connected doing different stuff. So like this is obviously something very strange. It, to me this looks like a completely new device, um something that we haven't seen before. But at the same time, I do want to, you know, I'm, I, I do, I am aware that a lot of patents are filed, uh, that we, that ne- we never see the light of day of these things. This is, yeah. if you're watching
4: this, this is my favorite. So it shows four screens connected with lots of, uh, little ugly fingers <laughs> wiping yeah. across them. So it's like some weird toy concept where we, where you link things together. Like the, remember the cube toy that oh, you, yeah. can, you can link up as well? I mean, it doesn't look like a successor to the 3DS no, when you see no. it like this. This looks like a toy exploration or one that is more focused on the technology may never actually become a standalone device.
3: Either. And and that's – I mean, my thing with this entire quote and, and story is like like I think Nintendo is just obsessed with R&D. I think they're always doing yep. something and, and they're especially a company in, in recent years really – that loves to iterate, right? It's like obviously you saw the DS and the DS Lite and the DSI and the DSI XL and 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 more and more and more they take an idea and they kind of perfect it over the course of a generation. Yeah. And I think Switch, I love like I love my Switch so much, but I would be stunned if there isn't someone at Nintendo trying to think of a way of how to improve it or how to make Mm -hmm. it more efficient or how to to make new attachments for it. So like I think the idea of them working on new hardware is exciting but not surprising. But the idea of people jumping to the conclusion that Switch is going to get replaced. It, no, like, come on, there, right? there will yeah.
4: be an iteration. I mean, Xbox 1X just came out. Yeah. Obviously, PS4 Pro moved on to the PS uh, was was the latest iteration there. Like there will be a new iteration of the the Switch, but I don't think it's this. Yeah. Interestingly, though, that patent, like that could be a concept for like a like almost like a street pass where you get together with friends and you you put your Switches next to each other too to do yeah. some collaborative stuff. Yeah, totally. I
3: mean, look at this thing, right? And look at that that square. Mm-hmm.
4: I
5: know Nintendo March famously marches to the beat of their own drum, but with the absolute meteoric success of the switch, uh, I would be shocked if the whatever the next hardware is isn't called the Super switch. Yeah. Like, I've got to figure, they're, they're gonna, they're not gonna walk. I mean, they, they, the Super they double down on Wii with Wii U. I would be shocked if they, if they walked away from mm. the Switch branding whenever that time comes for the next hardware.
2: Yeah, no, I think that they're gonna ride, uh, the Switch wave for a little while. Um, I think it's very likely that we'll see a Switch Pro and I've, I've commented before of what I'd like to see out of it. Just nothing major, just, you know, maybe a little bit more powerful, definitely a higher resolution screen and I want to see smaller bezels show up on the console like that's a that's a major thing for me too. That's what keeps you up at night?
4: That's what keeps Smaller me up at night. <laughs> Literally Sorry. the only thing I care about I the bezels are too big. I, I want <laughs> the
2: exact switch I have right now with better battery.
4: I, you know, I, I don't think care, Nintendo cares enough about 4K for that to be no, a thing yeah. yet, but that's obviously a a, a possible uh, step up as well that it can at least do 4k display um on the tv that would yeah, be cool yeah.
2: no for sure uh sunny Vagan in the chat says the new har- hardware is called the nintendo switcheroo <laughs> uh that's a good name i like that we'll uh make sure to let nintendo know about that um okay so nowhere star 14 has a good question he says okay question for the ign panel why does nintendo love using extra screens in things um, I mean I think he's alluding to like even as far as back mm-hmm. as the the game and watch, for instance, like that had two screens in it. Two DS, yeah. Yeah, two DS. And then
4: uh, well the two screens of the DS and then the double set Yeah. Up.
5: Virtual boy, one screen for each eye. <laughs> That's oh <laughs> nice one. or two people can play at the same time
4: with one eye. Uh it's a differentiating factor. Like you right. look at a a, a DS, a three DS, and it it's the only device that looks like that. You know, Mm -hmm. and with the game and watch, it was that kind of clamshell idea of like, you have the screen that's protected. And then when you fold it open, you have a bigger play area. I think that was, that was pretty eye catching when you saw it in a store. Yeah. But with the DS, it's definitely looks different from what everybody else has done and then this concept that um I remember I think it was in an interview that we did at one point where when when Nintendo was playing with touch screens they said well you can't see the game when you've got your finger on it and so then they had the concept of making the bottom screen touch screen so you can see the game fully at the top so yeah you know some some cool ideas there I think no,
3: yeah, yeah, I think they love. Uh, I mean, marching to beat their own drum is a good way to put it. But I, I think they love just rethinking. Like they don't take status quo and and just stick with it, right? Like right. they think about what are the drawbacks of current gaming and and what is a what does the experience of controller not give you? You know, and I think mm-hmm. they kind of push those limits and and think a little outside the box. And, and sometimes it doesn't work. And and when it works, it works incredibly well. Totally. And so I think that something like two screens is just sort of a. A differentiating factor, but also just like naturally the way people play games. I think stuff like their hands blocking it is a perfect example yeah. of, of they are thinking about the end user a little bit more than I think some of the other companies. I
5: think do. maybe a good way of putting it is uh, like Elon Musk is big on first principles design. I think mm-hmm. in the console space, in the gaming space, Nintendo's probably adheres to that the closest. Of, Can you explain yeah. that, what that means? So just not thinking about things based on the way they've been and like, okay, well – this is how it's been, yeah. so we just have to figure out a better way to do this. But think like a clean sheet design. Like if mm-hmm. you were if you were starting a console over, like just yeah. forgetting any preconceived notion, what should a video game uh, heart piece of hardware be? What should a video game experience be? Yeah. In yeah. a car,
4: it's like a car has a handbrake was kind of like what everybody followed, right? And then somebody said, no, you don't need a handbrake. When you press the pedal, then it's braked. I mean, yeah, I, and voicemail remember voicemail it told you there was a voicemail and then you had to listen to it like yeah. the, the notification like you didn't know who called you right it was possible to ID callers before why didn't that happen it, yeah. it's really
3: funny because video games are obviously and I've talked about this in podcasts a billion times but so obviously the, the input and feedback loop right mm-hmm. and I think Nintendo more than any company has probably had the most impact on that that input right on that yeah. idea of like how we control things right. but I really like them kind of experiment with the other side more and more of, of what we see and what we do and I think the other companies are so obsessed with the fidelity of that image, but it's still essentially the same thing it always has yeah. been. I think maybe with the exception of VR developers, Nintendo is are the only ones really pushing that idea of like, what else are we going to experience and, and how do we make it more immersive in different ways other than just being photoreal? Yeah, I think that's really special and, and the, you get stuff like this as a result. I, oh, yeah.
4: I really appreciated the you know, the the drive to do something different with the Wii U, but what that was an example where first principle didn't work and you know totally. where yeah. where it's like <laughs> the 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 gain of what the machine could do was so limited, you literally couldn't walk away out of the room, right? Where where that design principle failed them. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I dig that they always try to do something where when you look at it, it looks different from everything else on the market. And as long as they're doing it, they'll have a place in the market, right? Yeah, for sure.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Alright, so we're quickly running out of time here, but I do we have one more topic to talk about before we start talking about some games, and I want to make sure we do talk about this because I think it's very important. Um, it, it is exciting that Sega Aegis is coming to Nintendo Switch, which was announced earlier this week during uh, Sega's press conference in Tokyo. Uh, they announced that 15 of their classic titles under the name of Sega Aegis will be making their way over to Switch this summer digitally, uh, exclusively on the eShop. Uh, and we know of 3 of those titles so far it's Sonic the Hedgehog which of course you can't like be Sega and not come out with a Sonic exactly, game yeah. um Thunder Force 4 and then the original Fantasy Star uh which is like the 2D old school retro one so it's not it's not fantasy. Sega Master System yeah exactly mm-hmm. yeah. yep, yep. Um so you know that's that's really exciting um I'm really looking forward to hopefully the potential of Dreamcast games maybe making it their way down to switch, but at the same time i'm it has me a little worried about the future of virtual console, yeah, like what does this mean for? Virtual console, because we have the ACA games coming, um, you know, for from Neo Geo. Like, we have a ton of classic games. We even have... The ha- arcade, Nintendo arcade classics, yeah, which right. have been selling, like, every
4: week. They're in the top five. Yep. Exactly. And then the yeah. Mega
3: Man collection and, yeah. and so many other things are coming. I, I mean, my answer to that question is it makes me think virtual console is not happening, at least not anytime no, soon. Not right. in the same setup
4: where yeah. you get, like, content released every week and you download these classics in their special section, right? Yeah. I, I don't think... I want to make sure... They will absolutely make classics available on the Switch. Like there is gonna be a way to play oh, it's, Super it's Mario World of, in the future. And they've
3: announced already that yeah. their online service, you'll get exactly. that selection every every month and everything. But that
4: same setup is l- not likely to exist. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not I sure agree. if if,
2: if like our vision or what we wanted for Virtual Console on Switch to be, I'm not sure if that's even possible anymore. Um because of the way that other third party publishers have started to release their titles on Switch. Um but before we get deeper into this conversation, I do want to ask the chat uh which retro classics do you guys want to see come to switch now that we know that sega is obviously going full force um, what dreamcast games do you want to see what classic sega genesis sega master system games uh, would you want to see or even just classic games in general doesn't yeah, have to be from sega shout one out by
4: the way you know why sega ages is called sega ages why ages is backwards sega
2: Whoa. whoa mind blown yeah I actually legitimate. <laughs> once you know, know it that. you can't unsee That's it. why you get the big bucks. <laughs> um but i mean i mean i don't know do you think it's possible that we still get a netflix style virtual console like is that even something that nintendo could bring into the pipeline um at some point or wouldn't it compete against you know all these other classic titles that they've been releasing i i
3: mean in my opinion they need something a little bit like what Xbox has done with Game Pass or even mm-hmm. what great. somebody did with yeah. PlayStation Now. Like having a, a, even a, a renting style, you know, like, cause, cause, if you look at what you get with PlayStation Plus, um, you don't keep those games necessarily. Like if your subscription lapse it lapses, you don't have that game anymore. Right. Or for the on-demand thing like PlayStation Now, you are literally subscribing to be able to access that library every month. I think that's sort of the modern solution other companies have done mm-hmm. that maybe Nintendo does and maybe it is that Netflix style. I, you know, even in the days of of Wii U and, and Wii and when Virtual Console was big, there were always games I wanted that weren't on there yet, you know, and they did this, like, drip feed. I think if they're going to finally do it, I would love for them to do all at once, but there's clearly a reason they haven't done that because right. they haven't done it in 10 years, so I, I don't necessarily have a lot of faith they're suddenly going to start now. I, I think... Stuff like the NES Classic and the SNES Classic seems to be the way they would prefer to get those games out.
4: Yeah, you could do a virtual version of both of those machines, right, for the Switch. Oh, easily as a as a software package release. Yeah. So that would be awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah I don't know. Um, some of the uh, answers coming into the chat as to what classic titles they want to see come to Switch. Uh, I'm getting some good ones here. Sonic Adventure is a must. Mm. Love Sonic Adventure. Strong call. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Jackal. <laughs> <laughs> uh Nowhere Star 14 says Sonic Spinball. Do you guys remember Sonic Spinball? Is that like the yeah. Sonic Pinball Vaguely. game? Yes. Yeah, 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 it was good. That was a good game. I yeah. don't think I do remember huh? Sonic Spinball. Was yeah. that on was that on Sega? Or I'm was trying on... to remember. I, I feel I, like that I, might I don't have know been.
5: Oh, if that on... was Genesis or Sega C D. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm not sure, but yeah, good good call on uh Sonic Spinball. Golden Sorry. Axe Collection. Uh Thank you, Sandman420, for saying it. Greg! Jet set, yeah. <laughs> Jet set Radio. Oh, I'm a huge Jet Set Radio fan. I would love to see that. I'm Anthony not a Mr. Golden Axe guy. I never understood the appeal no? of that game. No, it just felt so loose and weird. The, but the one, Jet
4: Grind, I, I loved. Yeah. The one yeah. I
5: would love to see that won't for purely logistic reason, logistical reasons would be Fantasy Star Online. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Never happened. Yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> From the yeah.
4: Well, it's, it, in Japan, you can play it. Well you yeah, can on play the Switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get yeah. it there. As Link. Yeah. yeah. There yeah. you go. You can I'd, play as Link. It was so good. We didn't yeah. we didn't get that in the West. Ooh, Sandman uh is is saying Power Stone. Power Stone Ooh, would be great. Power yeah. Stone would be great. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Great original fighting game concept that really hasn't been replicated that same way
2: since. Yeah. Right? That kind of setup. It's so frantic, man. I yeah, really it's miss like that. prototype yeah. Smash Brothers in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah reminded me a lot of that. Uh, Crazy Taxi would also be a very Oot. good choice.
5: Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> still with the, only those two songs. <laughs> we were actually playing Crazy Taxi on a Dreamcast like a month ago in the office. So, yeah. I mean, we we would love to see that on Switch, too. So, yeah, there's a ton of titles um, that I think could make great uh, or would be great on Switch, uh, especially from Sega in general. So, hopefully we do get to see that. Like I said, I'm still holding out for Virtual Console. I would love to see a Netflix-style Virtual Console come to Switch. But... I don't know, the future looks a little, uh, little dark, uh, as far as classic titles and having to buy them individually go. Uh, but with that said, we do have to go and move over to our leading games. We only have five minutes left to talk about ooh, them. Ooh. So I'm going to just tell you guys real quick, our pick of the week this week is undoubtedly Nintendo Labo right here. Um, even though we, uh, I haven't gotten a chance to go all out and crazy with every detail of it, I can tell you right here that if you are at all interested in Nintendo Labo, um, it is definitely worth looking into. Um, it's probably the most exciting thing to come out this week in, uh, for Nintendo, if not for the entire month or the next two months. So definitely, definitely check it out. Um, it looks very, very fun. But since we already talked about that for like 30 minutes, the first mm. 30 minutes of the show, let's move over to our skip of the week, which oh, no. we, uh, we love doing that, um, <laughs> every week. I know I've, I've seen some comments come out in the chat, like on YouTube in particular, where people are like, Oh, you guys are being a little harsh. You know, like maybe you should think of a different name, skip of the week. And I felt that way originally. But um now you honestly, mean. some of these titles I think just straight up deserve to be <laughs> skipped. Uh so our skip of this week, uh this week is Breaks Are for Losers, which actually comes out today. Uh <laughs> so uh breaks are for losers uh is four ninety nine on the Nintendo eShop. And I definitely think you guys need to save uh, your five dollars on this
4: one. It's actually brakes, like car brakes, right? I think we we missed. Yeah, it. yeah, I was exactly. worried about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. we should breaks.
2: we should have some B roll for it popping up in breaks. Spelled it's this racer.
4: Ra- 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 so I haven't <laughs> played <laughs>
2: it yet. Like I watched the footage and I I, I dug what I saw. Like right. it looked cool. Like eight player versus. Well, that's the thing is the concept of it of it is actually really cool. Um, it seems like it would work well as a game, but there's so many small issues that I have with this game that it's just created. Um, it just makes it unplayable almost well so this you. is like uh
5: that uh, you ubiquitous coin-op arcade game from back day the Tony Stewarts off-road mm-hmm. racing yeah, yeah. Or is this top down with like you know crazy physics
2: yeah. right
4: it's so it's it's there, it's there are a couple games like this on on mobile and on on the switch as well so but you just feel like
2: control wise it's not there or what well no there's a, there's a couple different issues here so control wise it's it's okay control wise um you know obviously the game's called breaks are for losers so there's no brakes there's no way to stop which is fine. That's a, that's a game mechanic. Uh, turning feels a little weird. I feel like uh, it's obviously a little... It's hard to be precise, uh when you're playing this game, especially as the tracks get uh harder and harder. This is the very first track of the game, so it's almost like a tutorial. But the one of the biggest issues I have is you it's so hard to tell who you actually are. <laughs> yeah. Like if you guys are watching the B roll right now, there's no names being displayed. Um and halfway through this race I just totally lost my car. I didn't know who I was like all you can see is the positioning of each racer. Uh um, the color, yeah and, and spoilers, I got last place. <laughs> yeah, so I mean the only real indication of who who you're playing as is you have to remember what car you picked which you know is fine but you lose them real quick and there's That's so many asinine. cars on the screen yeah it is on the small screen it's it's obviously a yeah. real issue yeah. i don't know
4: i'm going to i'm I, I i hear you mm-hmm. I'm, I'm i still think i'm going to check it out just cuz i love those top down racers Yeah. but like eight eight players is like a cool kind of show off stat but like seeing this going on you're like especially with like the did you see the wrench pickup like like boost like big and you can't see the cars behind it yeah um i can see how that would be a huge issue so
5: philip breaks are for losers according to you is in fact for losers
2: is in fact for losers (laughs) unfortunately i mean like you know maybe they can update the game and fix some of those problems but until they do i just i almost feel like this game is unplayable um just because it's so confusing it's so hectic it's really hard to keep straight Whoa. um in your races and I really tried I mean I didn't just you know play this for like 15 minutes and put it down I I put a, like an hour into this game before I was like all right well I give up I can't do it anymore <laughs> all right no breaks um, for you yeah no breaks uh no breaks uh for you guys either I hope you don't pick it up uh, because there are a lot of other games that came out this week that you should, especially Labo. But, um, unfortunately, we are all out of time this week, so thank you very much for tuning in to our show. We are live every week on IGN.com, every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. So make sure you join the live show if you want to catch the episode a whole day early and hang out with us in the chat, just like Sandman420 and uh, Necromancer Doctor and Hoot. And, yes, Sony Vaughn, Greg Atlas. Exactly. So thank you guys very much for joining us for that. Um, but if you do uh, want to stick to the regular upload time on Fridays, if you've been watching us on YouTube, uh, we are on YouTube as well every Friday. Um, I believe at 2.30 p.m. is when we upload there as well. So uh, thank you guys very much for watching this week, and we will see you next week.
1: Get the thing.